It's concert season, and concert season is all about the boots. Already, Oxford and Ole Miss have seen Morgan Wallen lighted up at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Ole Miss football star and Talk of Champions podcaster Jared Ivey bemoaned how his boots were lacking. He should have gone with Tecovis, the only stop for the Ole Miss fan and the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings for the spring and summer, including timeless, always-on-trend styles in men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. Stop by your local Tecovis store and have a complimentary drink or two on the house while you shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service, and many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. The sun's a-shining in Oxford, Mississippi. Cookouts in the Grove. Beer showers. It's just the very best time for an Ole Miss Rebel to get out and get going. Carry front door peace of mind with you everywhere you go with Eufy Video Lock. Never has home security been so easy. Eufy Video Lock, an all-in-one security device for your front door, allows you to keep an eye on everything back home. And it's so easy. Installation requires only a screwdriver. So ditch those house keys forever and give Eufy Video Lock a try today. There's no monthly fee, and Eufy Video Lock has customer support on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. Go ahead, have your home as fun in the sun with the assurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock's built-in camera can tell you who's at your front door from the comfort of your poolside chair. So search Eufy Video Lock today. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of this, the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. Are bugs ruining your evenings outside? Do you want to reclaim your yard from those pesky bugs? Well, Mosquito Marshals is here to help, to let their customers and their families enjoy living outside again. At Mosquito Marshals, their top priority is to keep their customers bite-free by providing the best mosquito control services in the industry. The goal is simple, to protect their customers' homes and businesses from mosquitoes, fleas, ticks, and they stand by their results. If you're not 100% satisfied, they'll respray your yard for free. But how do I know this? Because I have first-hand experience. Mosquito marshals rode out to my house and sprayed my yard. Took them no time, and I haven't seen a mosquito since. And trust me, I'm just like you. In quarantine, all me and my daughters can do is go outside, ride a bike, play some ping pong in the garage. Don't let a mosquito mess up your good time. No, schedule your appointment today. You can give them a call at 662-715-1818. That's 662-715-1818. Or visit Mosquito Marshals online at mosquitomarshals.com. Mosquito Marshals, serving Oxford, Batesville, Water Valley, New Albany, Pontotoc, wherever you are, they'll come to you. Mosquito Marshals. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit. Been on Twitter. Colin Brister has stepped away as co-host of Talk of Champions. He's about to become a football coach and a baseball coach and all these other things. He's been doing this podcast out of the kindness of his heart. But Brian Scott Rippey's been doing his own podcast. 
And now he's going to join Talk of Champions with me. I'm excited, buddy. I know it's a tough time for you. We all know what happened with Super Talk, but dang it. I'm excited, buddy. I'm glad to have you. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. I mean, I don't know. I didn't really want to kind of spend much time just kind of wallowing and not doing stuff. The quicker I kind of get back to working <laughs> and doing things, the more normal I feel. And I'm happy to be back on back on board at the Spirit. Uh, obviously, I have a history there. Covered some baseball. Took many ash chewings from Mike Bianco. It's great to be back. Feels like home. I'm excited. I'm excited. He's going to join us at the Spirit. And I'm uh, going to be writing some stories, doing some podcasting. It's good. It's good. It, and it's true. Um, you did work for us for a little bit, doing primarily baseball, and that's where the whole funny relationship with you and Mike Bianco started. Well, funny for us, <laughs> not for you. Um, that's where it started. But I still hate what happened at Super Talk, man. And I know it was a bummer for you, but I'm glad that you're here. And really, with you and Super Talk, I know you want to get too much into it, but did it take you by surprise? Yeah, uh, it did. You know, most people, I mean, a lot of people, I guess I should say, in this industry have kind of gotten that call and it takes you by surprise, but just kind of a part of a pretty cutthroat industry that we chose to be in. But yeah, I mean, it was surprising. I, I thought everything was doing okay, but then, you know, things happen and it hopefully ends up being a blessing in disguise. It was good. You know, I didn't go into that with any radio experience at all and really no podcasting experience other than jumping on yours a couple of times or doing other people's stuff. So, I learned a new skill, did something I didn't really know a lot about, had some fun along the way, and, you know, it was good. I don't regret the experience. It just uh, kind of is what it is. It sucks, but uh, I'll be fine. Don't worry about me. I remember when you started in podcasting, because I made fun of you a lot. A lot. Yeah, I didn't know what I was doing. I literally just hit the record button, and we started talking, but then kind of the irony and all that is I figured that's almost the best way to do things. Yeah. Now, of course, I kind of learned you got to have a plan and a couple of ideas, but it seems like some, a lot of times the best podcast is you just kind of go off in the weeds and let things keep rolling. Yes. I, uh, that, that was the best part about it. I had fun with the podcast. You're not censored by the FCC. I guess since I don't work there anymore, one time I didn't know we were on air on radio and accidentally dropped an F-bomb on live radio. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it was a uh, – it, it technically – I'm not going to place it, – it technically was not my fault. I did not know we were on air. Like it, there was a kind of a – computer malfunction coming out of a break and i was i think i was like working a story or something and mad someone wasn't getting back to me oh yeah and just talking who i thought was just in the studio with me dropped an f-bomb uh, across statewide airwaves well i'm gonna let you decide whatever you want to cover I, mean, I know chuck said hey man get with ben y'all coordinate and stuff like that but i'm gonna be honest with you i trust you i just let you do whatever you want to do that's usually what i did with you anyway yeah i uh i dropped so uh, i've got some different ideas of some kind of different stories I was wanting to look into and never really kind of got started in the last couple of months. So I'm looking forward to it. Well, it's interesting too, because in this environment right now with COVID and everything, you're relatively new to the industry generally. Now you've been working in this business for so long, but as far as officially a member of the business and all this kind of stuff, you're still relatively new. So now you'd be looking for all these different jobs and doing all these different interviews and stuff like that. But really those jobs, I mean, you're seeing cuts everywhere. The athletics had cuts seen SI have cuts. It's just a weird, weird time just in general right now. Yeah, you're exactly right about that. I mean, I've been doing like, like it's weird. It's unlike kind of any other industry where you're, when you're like hustling as a student reporter, it's really no different than working full time. And then sometimes I would argue it's even more time consuming because you just kind of have the nagging, uh, you know, pain in the butt that is class on top of all the things you're trying to do and get your name out there. But yeah, when it, it is different when you know, you get your first full-time job, which was, that was the first for me at Super Talk, and that's kind of all you have, because, you know, no one's really safe in this industry, I, you know, and you saw that at the Athletic last week, they cut, I think, 8% of their staff, 46 riders, and 
you know, anyone I think in this business is, needs to root for the athletic to succeed long term and that whole model. But it's just tough times in general. And, you know, the, the first kind of layoff or first time you experience that is always kind of shocking and jarring. But uh, I don't know. I felt better last night than when I went to bed than when I you know woke up yesterday morning. It's kind of a long day, but I don't know. I feel motivated and kind of ready to go. Got to be resilient in this business. Well, I, I will say that I do feel blessed working for a website, getting in early with the website. I think Chase and Neil and Chuck will all say the same. Websites, that's where it's at. And a lot of that has to do with recruiting, and I know you love recruiting. I know you love it. It's like your favorite thing. So <laughs> recruiting and all of those different things have kept these websites viable, but also I think right now – when you look around, I mean, the websites are the ones breaking news and the websites are the ones that people are turning to, and that's a great thing. So, hey, man, welcome to the Ole Miss Spirit again. I'm glad to have you back. I'm glad to be back. But, yeah, you're exactly right. And it's almost like these these subsites were, like, kind of ahead of their time in the sense that, you know, newspapers and other places and startups are still trying to adapt to the whole, hey, pay for our content thing. But you guys offer a message board that's been your model from the beginning, so it's been – no, shockingly, it's the most consistent consistent thing out there right now. Oh, my God. I'm going to make you the moderator of the Ole Miss Spirit message board. Does that mean I get to boot people? What does that mean? Basically that you got to move posts that aren't Ole Miss or sports related from the main board to the general chat board. So kick some R-State flag threads out. Just have, have some fun with that. Have some fun with it. It's Brian Scott Rippey. He's joining us on Talk of Champions. If you haven't already subscribed, rip, review Talk of Champions in iTunes. When you do, doesn't matter what you say, leave a five-star review. That came, that little suggestion to say that, came from Brian Haydad. That's Brian Scott Rippey's former co-worker at Super Talk. So yes, five-star review, leave one. Also available on SoundCloud and Spotify, just simply search Talk of Champions. I write for the Ole Miss Spirit, so does Brian Scott Rippey now. OMSpirit.com and for the 247 Sports. Want to touch on some football, some baseball. Got Todd Abernathy, former Ole Miss point guard, coming up on the Modern Woman phone line. But first, let's hear from BNA Bank, a proud sponsor of Talk of Champions. Reason number 12 to bank at BNA. We are the bank for Northeast Mississippi. We have one home, Northeast Mississippi. Seeing this local Northeast Mississippi economy thrive and helping the people of our area with their borrowing needs is our only focus. From buying a home to starting your own business, we are the team of local lenders standing ready to make your dreams a reality. BNA Bank. We are the bank of Northeast Mississippi. Member FDIC. An equal housing lender. All right, so this week, players returned to campus, the strength and conditioning program. They started a report last week, but strength and conditioning, got the MLB draft coming up. We're going to touch on that. But first and foremost, we talked about this, did Colin and I, on Monday, um, the players in the strength and conditioning program. I asked him, I'll ask you, when they're resuming activities, now that we can talk about this and not sound like idiots that are trying to fill time, what are the three biggest storylines for you? What happens when, I know they tested a bunch of kids when they, you know, as they were all arriving back to try to catch it get ahead of it but like what's the what's the protocol when a kid that arrived on campus that didn't contract the virus but does and how are they able to restrict this the spread once all of these guys are like together and doing weight training and all that i'm sure they're doing all kinds of sanitary precautions and all that but just what does that look like and can you prevent it from kind of spreading rampantly amongst the team would probably be the biggest thing i'm looking at and then just how, how, like, what's the next step? I saw, uh, you know, I've been kind of out of the loop yesterday, kind of a crazy day was traveling, but I saw there was a report about possibly doing like some actual like football type activities, like practice and stuff, maybe late June, early July. Did you see what I'm talking about? Yeah. I think it was that OTA suggestion effectively that Lane Kiffin made months ago. It's kind of prescient 
I mean, he predicted that yeah. they would need something like this, and now you're seeing the NCAA approve it. As far as the coronavirus stuff, I think Shannon Singletary, when he was on this podcast last week, laid out a pretty good plan as far as they'll isolate. They've got these specific, I think, 20 isolation apartments on campus that they're sending kids. So one of the three that tested positive, he went to one of these isolation apartments for 14 days and was kept away from the team. Yesterday was interesting because the OTA thing, you have to have that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's kind of where I was going with that is what does that look like next? Like what's the next phase of this? You get workouts. How much can you rectify the fact that you didn't have spring football? And I think that's incredibly important across the board, but really for both schools in this state, because you have two first year head coaches, you know, but neither one of them, I don't believe started spring practice at all. Obviously, no, Ole Miss did. And I don't believe state did. So what does that look like? What's the next phase of it? And how much can they get done on the field leading into the season to kind of rectify not having a spring? Because it's kind of funny. We complain about spring practices as media kind of being pointless sometimes. But in the sense, like, I mean, particularly this year, it was actually incredibly important. And it almost it's like it took it being taken away before you kind of realize, oh, this is a huge bummer for them. Like they really needed this. So kind of how closely can they kind of make up for time lost in the spring would probably be my other one. When you lose something, it's hard to get it back. And I'm not sure that if this July OTA period is successful, this doesn't replace what spring training used to be. And I know that coaches and players, they do like the spring as much as we make fun of it. They do think it's beneficial. But if the OTA stuff is equally, if not more so beneficial than spring training, this might be it. This might be the new change. So when you say new change, like no spring, and you just go into this in the summer? Effectively, you have OTAs to where the strength and conditioning program is pushed up a little bit. The calendar is. So you can effectively have OTAs because it used to be you'd have spring training, then you go to summer strength and conditioning after you've been in uh, winter strength and conditioning. And in the summer, all activities on the field had to be voluntary. But now you're getting the NCAA approval to have OTAs and effectively have coaches instructing these athletes and showing them what they need to do and how they need to play and all this kind of stuff. If that's the new normal, it'll be like the NFL to where you have OTAs in May or June, then you have OTAs in preseason leading up to the season. If this works, I could see that being the model that they follow moving forward. That's an interesting thought. I've never really thought about it from like a permanent change standpoint, but it does kind of make sense. It's crazy to where we've gotten because I don't really know where you fell on the whole severity of the corona thing. You know, there's a lot of real estate between it was a hoax by the deep state and we're all, all going to be wiped off the face of the planet. Mine was kind of a roller coaster. I never obviously felt either of those two extremes. But, like, I was kind of like, is this going to happen? Are we going to actually have football? I think so. This seems extreme. Then I'd have a week where I was like, I actually, this doesn't seem right. It's just crazy to me that you're actually seeing this happen in early June, because you remember in early May, Mike Gundy just got eviscerated for some comments he made about wanting to kids, get kids back June 1st. Now, he got eviscerated because he said some other dumb stuff about you know using these kids to get money going through the state again. Just terrible look optically. But he was also crushed for saying that he thinks he could get kids back June 1st because this virus largely doesn't affect kids in this age demographic. And now, you know, a week later, this is kind of where we are. I'm, I'm glad it's happening. I just... On May 1st, if you'd have told me this was going to happen this soon, it probably would have seemed crazy. But that's also probably just a reflection of how just wildly, uh, like how little Im actual information and data there was available about this pandemic. It's almost like it hasn't happened in almost 100 years. It's a reflection on the polarization of this country right now, which is insane to me. I don't know how we make everything into a political issue. 
but a virus that shut down the economy and shut down day-to-day life for U.S. citizens. Making that a political issue is crazy to me. You put in the most extreme preventative measures to curb this virus that this country has ever seen, and still 110,000 people died. And then you had those that said this is all bullshit, and yet you're seeing in certain areas that have opened up early upticks in cases. I don't know what the middle ground is, but it tells me that everyone is taking particular data points and trying to manipulate it into their own political view, which is awful. All I want to know is what exactly we need to do to curb the thing and make sure that we don't get a huge outbreak again. And two, sports. How does it impact sports? (laughs) Because as I said to Colin the other day, what I've learned more than anything in this pandemic is when we don't have sports, all we do is yell at each other. That's all we do. And it sucks. And all I want to do is be able to come together with people who don't agree with me about anything, not give a shit, and watch sports. That's it. Couldn't agree more. I mean, from the polarization of like it being a reflection of how polarized the country is to the fact that having no sports just really puts everyone in a crappy mood. Like, I mean, it's going to be at least three years before I complain about a midweek baseball game again. (laughs) Maybe two. I'll take it back. Slow down. But seriously, like it sucks. Like, I mean, it's 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 crazy. And at the same time, it's almost become like normal to me. And that kind of sounds nuts. But like. After like a month of this, I kind of got used to, yeah, nothing on TV tonight, no playoffs, you know, no baseball, whatever. It's almost going to be kind of weird for a little bit having options to watch live sports again back. Like if you get the MLB cranked back up, which, you know, depending on the day, just sounds increasingly unlikely. But just having basketball and like potentially even football on at the same time, it's going to be weird having options again. But I don't think you'll ever take anything for granted again as far as sports viewing on television. I did learn, too, how little live TV I watch without sports. Yes, that is very true. I don't mean – I've been watching Shark Tank this entire pandemic, and that's pretty much the only cable television show I've watched. But before that, yeah, if it wasn't sports, I didn't really watch live TV at all. It's just kind of Netflix, Hulu, streaming-type stuff. I've got that dad life going to where now I'm obsessed with HD TV because of this. To where now I've been watching so much hometown. I call Chase and I'm like, Chase, you got a contact for Ben and Aaron Napier, two big old miss people that run hometown that do hometown. For me, that's what's been interesting. I'm not gonna watch anything else, so I'm watching home improvement things. I've been buying carpentry books because I've got in my brain, me, and you know me. I've got it in my brain that I can actually like, for example, build some stairs up to the attic. I've got it in my brain that I can do this. So I'm like wanting to buy saws and stuff. That's what the pandemic has done to me. Giving me this false sense of confidence that I can go out there and be a competent carpenter or semi-professional carpenter. I'm an idiot. Kudos to you for having the aspirations to do that, though. So the, the things just made you more of a dad, this whole pandemic. I've been, like, shopping online for <laughs> lawnmowers. <laughs> Doing some woodworking. Yeah. I like it, though. That's uh, at, least you, at least it like made you motivated to do anything other than just like sit around. Well, that's after playing days upon days of NCAA football on the PlayStation 3, and then the PlayStation 3 died, and I went, okay, I can't play that anymore. Uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's entertaining for a while, but like once you get on like your fourth or fifth season of your dynasty, it's like, all right, let's uh, let's try, let's try something else to do. I look forward to taking my real first plunge into my first big project, and I think that's going to be fencing in my backyard. So that's going to be terrible. Okay, so the MLB draft's coming up Wednesday, six p.m., five rounds. The two to watch really Anthony Cervidio and Tyler Keenan. Anybody else that you're watching? I don't think so. I don't really buy a ton of stock into anyone they have in this incoming class going, barring some surprise. 
But I think the surprise element here is how teams behave with this condensed draft. Because I read a report, or I started reading a report this morning before I got distracted with something else from CBS about a couple of teams or GMs with teams were talking about the possibility of just kind of punting on this draft and drafting a kid in the first round. They don't really know, like they really know they probably aren't going to sign. And I found that strategy interesting. So how does that affect everyone else in the college kids and all of that? I don't really know. I'd be interested in finishing that and kind of learning more about it but yeah sir video to me is probably i mean most definitely going in the first five and probably going i've had a hard time getting gathering what pro teams view keenan as as a prospect so i don't really know there i guess nothing would shock me either way but outside of those two i just don't really see anyone else i don't know about you we'll get right back to brian scott rippey in this edition of talk of champions after i tell you briefly about brennan chapman of homer skelton ford and olive branch Talk of Champions is brought to you in part by Brennan Chapman of Homer Skelton Ford and Olive Branch. That's right, Brennan. He spent eight years on the football staff at Ole Miss as a recruiting analyst, as he detailed brilliantly in a recent interview on this podcast. But he's out now. He's out of the game, having joined the family business, where his goal is to be with you through every step of the car buying experience, from purchasing to financing to servicing, all the way to the purchase of the next vehicle and the one after that. When you arrive on the lot at Homer Skelton Ford and Olive Branch, you'll quickly realize that this is a family business, which I can personally vouch for because I recently went through this process with Brennan. And I can safely say, if you're in his area, there's no one better to contact to help you find that car you've been searching for through someone you can trust. So reach out to him today at BrennanChapman.com. That's B-R-E-N-N-O-N Chapman.com. Whether it's shopping new or used, Brennan can help you out. That's Brennan Chapman of Homer Skelton Ford and Olive Branch. The issue with Keenan is, from what I understand, from talking to some people, is scouts are concerned that he's a first-base-only prospect. If he's a first-base-only prospect, that limits his draft potential because you don't know if the bat will play like it needs to at first base. They want to see him play third. And you and I have joked about it before, but Tyler Keenan's body type has not changed in three years at Ole Miss. And I think right now in the scouting evaluation of his draft prospects, that's hurting him a little bit. If you made me guess, he probably gets drafted and goes. But I think Anthony Servideo is far the more likely slam dunk pick to go get drafted than Tyler Keenan. As far as the high school prospects, in any other year, you'd be worried sick about T.J. McCants, Alderman, Harris, any of the high school guys. I don't think they're going anywhere. And in other years, they would be going. You'd be worried about them. Yeah, exactly. The condensed format and every, like the way the draft is now because of this pandemic, it, it pretty much eliminated all uh, I guess, concern or any stock I bought into these high school kids not making it to campus, which, you know, on a broader scale, the SEC next year is going to be absolutely loaded. And I know you say that every year, but this is really kind of an unprecedented situation. The league top to bottom next year, talent wise, is going to be kind of stupid to watch. Well, because you're getting players on campus that you otherwise wouldn't be getting. And so the team exactly. is just going to be loaded up. And it sucks for the players because you want the players to have as many options as possible and to be able to control their own career paths, be it if they want to stay or they want to go. If you're an Ole Miss fan, you're getting Calvin Harris with Hayden Dunhurst. I mean, my God, how good is Ole Miss going to be behind the plate? Or Kemp Alderman can step in and maybe platoon with Kale Baker at first base. T.J. McCants could step in at shortstop. In other years, you would lose maybe two, at least one of those guys, and now you're not going to. You're going to get them on campus, and that's everywhere across the country. So college baseball is going to be fascinating to watch. It makes it more tragic that this team that was 17-1 and one had a great chance to make it to Omaha. You're going to be competing with that, too. Yes, Ole Miss is going to be loaded up. They're going to be good. But, man, the competition is going to be even more difficult for you. 
Yeah, it is. And that logjam behind home plate is just kind of remarkable, the amount of talent they've been able to re- consistently recruit there. But yeah, it was a shame that all of that happened because not only was the team 17-1, and one, they were a fun team to cover and a fun team to follow. And like you can't really – there's been good teams. Hell, I think the 19 team is an example of this. There are teams that are good but aren't always fun. Like it was that team just kind of felt burdened down by everything that had happened in 18 – and it just, the 2019 regular season after that Black Monday just felt like kind of a drag to get through because it didn't really matter again until June. But this team just kind of had a carefree attitude, a little bit of like FU to them, and they were a lot of fun to watch. That was an energetic team. Uh, really unlike any I can remember since I started covering it, that's only six years, but even kind of beyond that, they had, a, they had an interesting energy about them. All right, before we jump to Todd Abernathy, former Ole Miss point guard in this edition of Talk of Champions, I wanted to ask you something. Now that you're a part of the spirit, and now that you're going to be going to football games as a spirit member, not a super talk guy, are you going to go to Houston? And if you're an Ole Miss fan right now and you're trying to prepare to go to Houston, are you booking flights yet? Oh, yeah. Hmm. I would – I'd probably wait just to kind of see a little bit because flights – I hadn't checked lately, but flights are super cheap right now, or at least they were the last time I checked about a month ago. And so I can't imagine them skyrocketing back up in the next little bit. So I think I would wait a little longer just to see, you know, that game's getting played on Sunday. But in terms of you're asking that in the sense, do I think the game gets played with fans in the stands? Yes. But as far as booking travel, just to be absolutely certain, I'd probably wait just a little bit. I don't think you have to book quite yet. Well, the reason I ask is because yesterday there was a little bit of a false interpretation of Ole Miss's memo that it issued about season tickets. They said in this memo, did Ole Miss, that our hope is to have a full vault Hemingway Stadium for the entire 2020 season. And then some took it and said, Ole Miss is operating as if it'll be full capacity vault Hemingway Stadium in the fall. That's not what was said. They said, we hope to have a full capacity vault Hemingway Stadium for 2020. And what will most likely happen is Ole Miss won't have a full capacity 2020 season. My question for Houston and Reliance Stadium is, what's the benefit if you can't have full capacity? I don't know if there's really much benefit at all. So if you're a fan, if you're a media member, I thought about booking... I still think you hold off until maybe July, and then there's going to be a mad rush come late July, early August to book for that game. Because that game, I think it could set the tone for the entire year. Agreed. And the benefit of of that stadium, I would think, is its size. Because if you don't have a full capacity, now it's a little different. Ole Miss's fan base is in a little better place than they were the last time they played there in 18 when they had the bowl band. It was Texas Tech. But we looked. I looked that up the other day. I think there were, I think there were forty-one thousand people at that game, and that's probably a little over exaggerated. I'm guessing that's tickets sold, and so that was right at about half capacity of that place. And so if you're if you're playing games and you have to be at fifty percent capacity, to me the benefit would be the fact that you could still get a bunch of people in there and socially distance or whatever their plan is and get more people in that stadium at half capacity to where it's obviously simple math here. The vault doesn't hold as many people, so you would have fewer people entering the game. So I think that would probably be the benefit of playing it at that stadium if I was if I was just kind of thinking out loud there. But I think it's going to happen. I am uh, I, I don't think it'll be full capacity either. I saw that report yesterday. Uh, every I don't know a school in the country that isn't hoping for a full capacity yeah. at their yeah. football stadiums this year, but hoping and planning on are just really kind of, I mean, those are different in and of itself, but I mean, what else are you going to say right now? Hell no, we're not having it. There's no point in declaring that right now, you know? Yeah. 
He's Brian Scott Rippey, formerly of Super Talk, now of the Ole Miss Spirit. And I'm pumped. I'm excited. Going to go to Todd Abernathy on the Modern Woman phone line. That's it for Rippey. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Looking forward to doing it more. Going now to the Modern Woman phone line to speak to Todd Abernathy, former Ole Miss point guard. Before we do, let's hear from Thomas Chandler of Modern Woman, the sponsor of the Talk of Champions phone line. Are you tired of working 9 to 5 for 40 hours every week just to make money for someone else? Well, our sponsor of the Talk of Champions phone line is Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman, and he's looking to hire new financial representatives here in Mississippi. No background experience is necessary, but you do have to be a resident of Mississippi. And what he's looking for is someone who is highly self-motivated and who wants to make a difference in the lives of others. A full-time position comes with benefits, such as health insurance, a matching 401k, and a pension plan. For more information, feel free to reach out to Thomas personally. You can find him on Facebook, or his number is 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. That's Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman, a proud sponsor of Talk of Champions. The Modern Woodman Phone Line. Cool, we'll talk. No big whoop. No big whoop. Where the best Ole Miss guests from far and wide drop in to talk the very latest in Rebel Sports. Modern Woodman, let's make a difference together. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. Joining me now on the Modern Woman phone line, former Ole Miss point guard, Ole Miss basketball assistant coach, now a well-traveled college basketball assistant coach, good friend of the pod is Todd Abernathy. Hey, buddy. Ben, what's going on, man? How are you? You've been well-traveled since AK's last year, since 2017. That's right. That's right. I have been all over the country. Um, obviously, was was in Oxford for four years. Um, and then I went up to Chicago, was the head coach of a NAIA school up there called Trinity International. And recently, last year, pretty much a year ago to this day, I, I joined Dusty May at FAU in Boca Raton. Ole Miss football recently hired the head coach from FAU, a little guy named Lane Kiffin. It's a pretty good place to live, buddy. Hey, our hashtag is winning in paradise. So obviously, um, I'm sure you've heard a little bit about Boca. I know you guys are really excited to, to have Lane in Oxford. He's a heck of a heck of a football coach. We're going to definitely miss him a lot here. Um, so I, I'm really excited to be here at FAU, have an, have an awesome staff. Dusty May was actually with Mike White at La Tech and, and then at Florida. So um, if, if he was with Mike for that long, he, he's a heck of a guy, and I'm, I'm really excited to be here with him. It's so fascinating to me to see all you Ole Miss guys spread out. Now, AK's back at his alma mater, his head coach at UAB, but Mike's at Florida, you at FAU. Y'all spread out, man. I mean, the Ole Miss community, it's still strong, but dead gum. That's right. That's just that's just part of this business, man. Um, obviously, I, I love Ole Miss and playing at Ole Miss and then having the opportunity to, to go back and, and coach at Ole Miss is really a dream come true. So, but part of this uh, coaching industry, you got to keep moving, and um, hopefully, I'll, I'll be back in Oxford one day. You cut your teeth at Ole Miss. Your first assistant coaching job was at Ole Miss. How have you grown? Do you think? Oh man, um, I've, I've grown a ton. Um, you know, AK gave me the opportunity right when I right when I got back to Ole Miss. There was an assistant spot open, and coach threw me right into the fire. Recruiting about obviously on the court coaching. And um, I, I just think it's really 
confirm my passion to to develop players. And obviously, we're seeing a, in this whole world that the Black Lives Matter um, movement, and I know we'll probably get into this in the pod. We we have an awesome opportunity as these coaches, um, you know, to 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 listen to our players, to make an impact on them, and you know, to, to, to help them use their voices to, to make positive change in, in the world. So um, I think I've grown just as a man. Obviously, I have four kids, and I think uh, being a parent has, has really helped me um, as a coach as well. We talked about this before we recorded. We used to text all the time, and then, of course, you move on, and that happens in this business. Uh, last time we texted was two years ago. I think about that basketball game, that Clarence shot. And I remember it like it was yesterday. But back then, I'm in school at the time. I'm right behind Clarence. I'm two rows behind Clarence when he takes that shot. Brian Smith, who passed him the ball, was my partner in one of my classes, one of my close friends in college. And, oh, and, my God. And now, B. Smith, I don't even know where B. Smith is. You're off coaching. Clarence is probably still shooting in somebody's face. But still, man, time is flying. Well, crazy thing is uh, Brian Smith is actually in Boca. No Out of way. All places Brian lives here in Boca. Um, so he he got into high school coaching, and was it was a high school coach for a while, and now he's with BSN. He's doing apparel, and and um, and so we actually played High Point. High Point came to Boca this year, and obviously his his dad Tubby Smith and his brother is also on staff at, at High Point. So Brian came to the gym and. Um, you know, got to see him. So it, it's it's fun being in, in the same city as as, as he is, and um, hopefully we can do a little uh, Ole Miss basketball reunion down here. We got the ocean um, a mile from our campus, so I think it might be a easy easy uh, place to get to. Back then, when y'all were coming to Ole Miss and y'all were trying to change the culture, Ole Miss had not been winning basketball. Y'all had all these different personalities from all these different walks of life, man, and y'all just made it work. That's right. I mean, that I I think you just that it just shows the 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 magic of of AK. Um, you know, and he comes in, and we we had you know my first three years at Ole Miss, we had we had losing seasons, um, and so AK came in there and and he just set us free. You know, one one of the things that that he did. Um, and it's just so funny thinking back on it is, is he let us be who we, who we were. And so one of our first questions, the coach was, Hey coach, what, what, what can we do with our hair? Like, do you want us to keep it short? And he, he didn't have hair, so he was probably jealous, but he didn't care at all. He's like, man, do whatever you want. And so you remember, I, I, I let my, my mane grow and brought the headband out and pretty much everybody on, on the team uh, you know, just express themselves in different ways. But that, that was the, that was the awesome thing about AK. Um, he gave us the freedom and honestly, though, looking back on it at, from a coaching perspective, Rod Barnes did a really good job of laying the foundation for us. And, you know, you can look at, oh man, they lost three years in a row. You can think, oh man, he didn't get anything done. The truth is he had us defensively we were so we had such a good base and foundation and so AK came in and you know I I just think he took it to the next level with his offensive uh 
kind of his philosophy and just putting us in the right positions to be successful. Um, now that he's at UAB in our, in our same league, I, I, I kind of see similarities to his, the UAB team. Um, I, I see similarities between them and our 2017 that won the SEC West. They, they were a really good defensive team last year. So I think they have a good foundation and um, I think he's going to come in and, and make a huge impact. He's obviously gotten some, some really good transfers in there. So I expect them to make a lot of noise. Unfortunately, um, you know, they're in our same league and I hope they, I really hope they do well, except when they play us. Right, Ben? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, that's the coach's mantra. It's cool though. When you talk about AK and UAB, that's the alma mater, man. So when you saw the news, what did you think about that? What did you think about the fit? Man, I'm so excited. Really, really excited. Um, obviously, AK and I have a really, really solid relationship. I was his point guard and then was his assistant for, for four years. So he, he's family. Um, so he and I have kept in touch since, uh, since we both left Ole Miss. And he was, he was itching to, to get back into coaching. Um, obviously, he killed it on the SEC network. He's, he's really, really talented in, in that area. Um, but I knew all along if UAB opened, he, he would be the guy for it. And I'm, I'm excited for him to get that opportunity. Uh, there's no place like home. And I think he's going to make a ton of noise, not only in Conference USA, but over, you know, ar- around the country. You've told me this story before. I think I wrote about it in a story about AK years ago. What was it with you and Bam when he called y'all cowards? He did, man. Um, he caught me off guard. We were stretching one day before practice, and um, he just came up and said, hey, T.A., how you feeling? And it was it was early, early on. And so, um, you know, we had probably two-a-days and were just really, really tired. He, we, we, we practiced really hard and it was really, really intense and competitive. So he said, Hey, TA, how you feeling, man? And I said, coach, honestly, I'm struggling. And I was expecting, Hey, you know, it's going to be an easy practice today or him to give me some response, like, like an encouraging response. But he just looked at me and said, suck it up coward and, <laughs> and kept moving. And so bam was, bam was next to me. And, um, he and I just busted out laughing. Um, it, w- it was the funniest thing just coming from him and very unexpected. I was in his office in the last year and he kind of knew that it was over and um, he was talking about what he might do. And I remember telling him, I was like, dude, you've been putting off people wanting you to come into TV for so long. You're going to be so good in TV. I was like, I know you want to coach, but man, you can make a lot of money not doing much of anything, just talking and being you He's like, yeah, man, yeah, that sounds all good and dandy, man, but I, I just got the itch for it. I got the itch for it. So immediately when he went into TV and he had this great response and all this kind of stuff, all I could think was, yeah, this is still not going to be the thing that that satisfies that itch for him. He's going to get back into coaching. So I, I don't think I was surprised at all. And UAB is a good fit, but I wasn't surprised at all knowing how mm-hmm. badly that dude wanted to get back in. Exactly. And, and he's a competitor, you know what I mean? Like, And that's you look at a lot of athletes and, and coaches, we, we just have a, a competitive nature inside to us. And um, I, I got, I'm really, really thankful for the opportunity I had, you know, when, when, when everything went down at Ole Miss, um, there was an opportunity for me to be a head coach. 
and it was as I said up in up in a suburb north of Chicago called Deerfield and it was it was NAIA so it's college basketball but not a high level it was such a great opportunity and experience for me being a head coach and it really only confirmed to me kind of my my passion and my my goal obviously is 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 to is to be a head coach at the D1 level and so doing it confirmed it to me but but I see where coach you know coaches like AK that have have have, have been head coaches before and they get out of it I see where they're coming from because there is honestly nothing like being able to run your, your program, do it the way you want it and just put something together. And obviously AK proved how, how, how good he is at at coaching the game of basketball. And so him being out and especially the way it ended at Ole Miss, I just knew, you know, when the opportunity came, um, he was going to be ready and, as I said, he, he's gonna he's gonna kill it. It's a pretty unique thing because replacing AK was Kermit and Kermit at AK. They've had a good relationship for so long. Y'all staff, y'all had a good relationship with Kermit staff at Middle Tennessee, and he brought all those guys over. It's unique then that Kermit took over for AK, and then the next year go to the NCAA tournament with guys that y'all recruited. You saw Bruce and don't forget about TD. Yeah, of course TD. Um, and TD, <laughs> we got to talk about TD in a second, but. Uh, when you see your guys, guys that you recruited, guys that you put so much sweat equity into, I mean, that had to be, even though you're not coached anymore, that still had to be a pretty cool thing. Really cool thing. Really cool thing. Um, I, I was, my, my daughter just turned 10 on June 4th. And so one of the things my wife and I did is we made a, we made a book for her, um, you know, from Shutterfly. So I had to get all my computers that I've had over the years, all my hard drives together. And, um, you know, so I was going through a bunch of pictures and I came across some TD video from when he was a freshman and, and I could, I could probably get it and share it with you guys, but we were just working on his shooting and it's just, it's just amazing to see, you know, where he has come from since, since he came in as a freshman and everybody knows his story. Um, you know, how he played football and basketball and really didn't spend a ton of time, you know, refining his game. So when he came to Ole Miss, he was like, he was like clay that we were able to shape and mold. And so one of the things we worked on was his shooting, he and I specifically. And so to see him go, you know, when, from, from being a freshman and then obviously we saw his growth and I, one of the cool things, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm talking so long, but I think you'll appreciate this. And, I know the, the Ole Miss fans that are listening, like TD has an amazing story because as a freshman, if, if, if you remember, if you look back, Martavius Newby was a senior that year and TD might've averaged like three minutes a game. And a lot of kids these days as a freshman, if you come in, you have high expectations because you've been the man in high school. And so you're used to playing automatically, making a huge impact. Well, TD did not have that opportunity because we had a veteran, Martavius Newby, who just had been around and just knew exactly, you know, how AK wanted him to play and he knew his role. So TD had to wait and be patient and he worked, he worked, he worked. And then a lot of kids these days would leave and transfer if they didn't get minutes as a freshman, but TD kept with it and then he exploded his sophomore year. And then it continued 
And obviously when, when coach Davis came in, um, TD was an all league player that year and helped, helped lead them to the, to the NCAA tournament. So it, it's fun to, to have a little hand in, in that. Um, obviously it's bittersweet because there's nothing like, um, you know, being in the NCAA tournament and, and just, just having a, having a really, really good year. Um, but as I said, man, seeing, seeing where he came from and obviously he's, hopefully they win the, they win the NBA, uh, playoffs this, this summer, um, in Florida. I wish I could go see him. Um, but it's just cool just being a, having, having a little, a little part in, in the success, even though didn't get to see it completely through, it still, still is great to, great to see. We'll get right back to former Ole Miss point guard Todd Abernathy in this edition of Talk of Champions after I tell you briefly about Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford and Cheney's Pharmacy, two proud sponsors of Talk of Champions. We're all doing whatever we can to survive quarantine, right? It can be tough. We're making purchases to keep our sanity, to keep us happy. Maybe you're going on Amazon, hitting add to cart, purchase. Maybe, just maybe, you're in the market for a new car. And if you are, I know the place you should go. The only place you should go. And that's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. From new and used sales to parts and service, Alan Samuels of Oxford aims to provide a truly stellar automotive experience. But what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from every other dealership is Alan Samuels aims to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Most everyone who's listened to this podcast should know by now I only vouch for sponsors I truly believe in. If I myself have not had a personal experience with any sponsor, they're not going to be on this podcast. And my longest relationship is with Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. Why? Because I can't say enough good things about Brian and Mason and the rest of the team. I don't like to haggle. I don't like to negotiate. I don't like the whole process of buying a car. With Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford, you can avoid all of that. They're looking out for you. So give them a call today, 662-234-8000. You can stop by and see them at 2201 East University Avenue. That's just past Kroger. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford, the only place to find your perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Alan Samuels, let's be friends. Self-isolation, quarantine, has brought about its own set of problems. Don't let your pharmacy be one of them. Cheney's Pharmacy, they've earned your trust. You can count on them. Cheney's Pharmacy offers prescription synchronization, immunizations, compounding, a two-lane drive-through, and available hours that ensure your needs are met on your own time. Cheney's also accepts all third-party insurance. It's a locally owned pharmacy that has been in Oxford over 40 years. Cheney's Pharmacy provides the best customer service out there, hands down. Give Cheney's a call, 662-234-7221, or go visit them at 501 Bramlett Boulevard. That's right off of University Avenue. They're open 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Saturday, 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Sundays, you can find them online at Cheney'sPharmacy.com. We've all got our own set of problems. Don't let your pharmacy be one of them. Cheney's Pharmacy, much more than just a pharmacy. You're right, he was just an athlete. And he was the best wide receiver in that Mississippi-Alabama All-Star game that was loaded with talent. But TD, you didn't know what he did well, be it three-point shooting, defense, attacking the rim. He was just an athlete. And I live in New Albany. I'm from New Albany. We have the hotbed classic every single year. You know about the hotbed. And TD in South Haven comes over. And I remember watching TD and a longtime commitment to Ole Miss at this point and thinking, what, what does this guy do well? That's how I don't know how you coaches see this. I, you can see athletes and jumping and running fast. And all that stuff. I don't know how y'all see 
what will make them into a good player. Because if you'd have told me that that kid I saw at the hotbed would turn into one of the very best NBA rookies last year, back then I would have never believed you. There, there's a ton of things that go into the the, the scouting and, and evaluation of kids. Um, but obviously, just like you said, if, if you look at TD, and, and when we watched him as a – it was his junior summer going into his senior year um, – Obviously, the basic things that, that, that will just jump out at you is, is size, length, and athleticism. And so, obviously, TD had all of those things. Um, but then when, when we knew when he got to Ole Miss, he needed to, to be able to shoot the ball consistently. And um, we, we also realized how good he was in transition in the open court. And so, um, you know, so it's – I don't know how uh, there's not an exact science, um, but I think him having the, 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 the raw abilities, um, we knew he could, he was an SEC athlete. So it was just a matter of him, you know, putting the work in skill wise, getting his ball handling and then his shooting ability. And then as he got older, his decision-making got better and better and better. And now, as you see with, with Toronto, like he's got some amazing players out there with him. And so um, he's able to, to use that athleticism and play his role, which is def- defensively with his athleticism and length. He's, he's really, really good. And he's got really good instincts defensively. And, and his ability now to catch and shoot and space the floor and, and then slash and and finish, um, you know, that it's no wonder why he's, he's just taken off and is, is obviously had, had one of the best rookie seasons, um, you know, this year, but there's no exact science, but I'm going to segue this into one, one thing, and we can go back to TV if you want. Um, we actually signed a kid from Mississippi who reminds me of Terrence Davis. Um, so, we, we, we signed this spring a kid named Elijah Martin, and I, I can talk about him um, because he signed with us, and he'll, he'll actually be on our campus next week, uh, Lord willing. Um, but he was, a, he was a dual sport athlete at North Pike. He was a really, really good quarterback, and he, there's a ton of things about Elijah that reminds me about, uh, of TD. Um, so I'm excited uh, just to have him and – Hopefully he, he can make a, as big of an impact and maybe be a better player than, than TD when it's all said and done. It's cool with TD because Kermit always talked about when he got here, he was at a different stage with TD than, of course, when y'all got him. So when he got him, he tried to simplify his game because TD had a tendency to over-dribble or try to do too much. And he just tried to implore on TD to trust the offense, trust the defense because your athleticism – and now your advanced offense, it'll play, man. Just trust it. And it really opened up with him. But it, it's so weird now, thinking about TD and Devontae and Bree. The only guy left at Ole Miss is Devontae. That's the only one. So we talk about the passage of time for you guys. When you look at Ole Miss, of course, you being an Ole Miss guy, you're always going to follow Ole Miss basketball. But to see that Devontae's the only one left, he's the old head now. That's got to be the bizarre thing to me when you're coaching, just to see guys in the progression that they naturally take. Man, it, it is wild. It is wild. And, like, it, it, it was really cool to see Brian, um, you know, just his his progress. And when he, when he initially came to Ole Miss, he was way behind because he tore his ACL. 
the, the spring leading into his freshman year. So I don't think he practiced with us until literally it was, it was, it was right around October. Um, so like one month of practice and then we started playing games. So to see his progression, um, like I, I honestly would not be surprised if, if he ends up on an NBA roster um, just because he's an elite athlete um, and he's a, he's a lead guard and, in, in guards these days, it, to be able to create your own shot is is so important. And so, Brian, you guys saw obviously just just how talented and um, just how how he filled it up, man. I, I think didn't he score forty something against Mississippi yeah. State? Yeah. Uh, kind of reminds me of Moody's Moody's last game versus State. He had like forty three. Um, but but really, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Brian ends up on on an NBA roster um, before it's all said and done. So it's crazy to me just seeing Devontae Schuler is, is, is going into his senior year. Um, and I know he's had some injuries, and I, I, I honestly expect him to, to have a heck of a year. Um, and I think Ole Miss should be – I think they'll be in the NCAA tournament. Um, the, the staff has, has done a heck of a job this offseason – bringing in some big time transfers and, um, and then they have solid pieces coming back. Um, so I, I have high hopes and expectations for those guys. I'm glad you brought up Brienne because there's been a lot of tragedy in regards to COVID-19 in the real world, in the sports world, there's been tragedy too, because guys like Brienne who need Portsmouth, they don't get those opportunities. That's how Terrence Davis built his pre-draft profile is going out there and performing in Portsmouth or those other pre-draft workouts, and Bree not getting that, that just sucks for him, man, because I, I firmly believe had he been able to go to those things, there's no doubt that his scouting and evaluation profile is going to be raised significantly because once you get your eyes on him and not just looking at the paper measurables, he looks like an NBA player. Yep, yep, he does, he does. It's 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 crazy how how COVID-19 has affected all this stuff. Um but as I said, like, like Brian is going to, he's going to find his way in the NBA, whether that's going undrafted and getting invited to a, a training camp. He might, he might not even, he might pass all that stuff up. And I'm sure there are, there are European clubs that would, would love to have them. So there's so many ways. And now because of technology, like, like we have synergy and synergy literally um, has every game from from all around the world, from every league in Europe, Asia, wherever. Um, so the NBA has access, even more access than I have. And so Brian, you know, if, if he if he stays healthy and you know just takes care of himself, he's gonna he, he he's gonna have an opportunity. So uh, I'm I'm really confident in that. Well, you brought it up to close this thing out at the start of the show or the start of this interview, actually. Um, about the protests and all the movement that's going on in this country right now. Look, you've got a unique perspective. Just what are your thoughts right now on what's going on in this country and the movement that's happening? Man, it's a, it's a very, very crazy, crazy time right now. Um, as you said, I was, I think I was the only, only white guy on scholarship for the, for the four years that I, that I played at Ole Miss. And so, you know, because of all this, I, you know, have, have, have done a ton of reflecting. And one of the things I'm so thankful for is, is my parents, um, you know, raised me and taught me 
how to how to view the world and they exposed me at an early age to 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 different races and so i i actually played my dad took me down to the it was called the municipal gardens and it was a I, I might have been the only white player. There might have been one other white kid in the whole league. And so, um, you know, I was exposed probably when I was six or seven, um, just, just being on a basketball team with, with guys that did not look like me. And so I learned just, um, you know, just the importance. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's really, really cool um, to, to see being, being a part of, uh, you know, just being a coach now um, and, and being part of teams is is sports can unite people from all different races, different countries, different religions. It can bring them together. Um, and so, you know, with with all these protests, I, I think it's really, really important. Um, I have absolutely loved following the way Keith Carter has has responded. Um, and, and I think that the, the biggest thing in this is, is giving, giving, uh, letting, letting our student athletes and coaches express themselves and, and giving them a voice and being there to support them. Um, my best friend is Bam Doyne. Um, you know, Bam, Bam is from Little Rock. He and I didn't know each other um, until, until we were roommates in Crosby Hall. Uh, the summer going into our, our freshman year at Ole Miss. And so, you know, Bam is my boy. And so I, you know, I, I've had conversations with him um, since all this stuff is, has been going on. And um, so, so I think, I think it's really important, um, you know, to give our athletes a voice and give our coaching. I love following coach Yo on, on Twitter. I think she's, she's done some amazing things and, I think that the biggest thing for Ole Miss fans is to is to is to be open minded and um, you know uh, obviously Mississippi has has a has a has a history um, you know with 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 slavery and all, all the all the race issues um, and so I think being open minded um, and then also I I think we can as, as white people we can we, we can honestly make a huge impact. Um, we can use our voices, we can use our platforms, um, you know, to, to make change. And, um, so those are some of my thoughts if you want to follow up on any questions. Um, but I, I think it's, it's honestly a healthy thing. Um, I've, I've had a ton of, of discussions with players, with, with other coaches and, um, you know, just other friends from the, from the black and white community, um, just here in, different perspectives on it he's former Ole Miss point guard Ole Miss assistant coach now at FAU as an assistant coach Todd Abernathy it's been too long man it's good catching up let's do it again hey thanks a lot Ben great great talking with you and um give give my best to your family and one, one other shout out is to David Johnson uh Rebels 247 mm. when this COVID-19 hit him um I know everybody was 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 concerned and, and praying for him so he was in our prayers at, at my house, and um, we're just so happy to see him out of the hospital, and, and it seems like he's doing well. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.